Imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women. Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Lead Hership Global Podcast. We are so glad to welcome each and every one of you to the show today, where I have the privilege of speaking with Laura Eigel, PhD, founder of The Catch Group, about the secrets of setting boundaries in the workplace. This is a conversation that I think is so relevant to all of us, and I can't wait to dive into it. You know, boundaries ensure that everyone feels respected at work and is able to state what they consider to be acceptable behavior. Businesses can increase productivity and meet customer demands much more effectively once they set boundaries for the workplace and they encourage staff to set individual boundaries as well. As important as it is to set healthy boundaries, did you know most of us have a difficult time setting boundaries consistently? At times, it may seem difficult to identify when our boundaries are being crossed, and we may even fear the consequences to our relationships if we set boundaries. But I got to tell you, boundaries in the workplace ensure that everyone can thrive. Without boundaries, employees may feel stressed or angry or confused or maybe even resentful. Having strong relationships with people at work starts by defining the kind of behavior that's suitable for the environment. Now, as leaders, we may know the things we need to do to set boundaries, but with the pandemic and sort of the blurred lines between work and home, often we aren't living those boundaries. And by modeling boundaries as a leader, you're actually giving your team permission to do the same. Good boundaries are a sign of emotional health, self-respect, and strength. Listen in today as we speak with Laura Eigel, PhD, and the founder of The Catch Group, as we discuss the secrets of setting boundaries in the workplace. Now, before we get started, let me tell you just a little bit about Laura. She's an amazing leader. Laura Eigel has a PhD in applied psychology and is the founder of The Catch Group. It's an executive coaching practice specializing in individual and group coaching solutions to advance key talent within organizations. Catch Group believes that more diversity and authenticity are needed in the top jobs at organizations. And the Catch Group's Values First Coaching Framework focuses on leading with values to create inclusive cultures through authentic leadership. Laura's values of family, growth, development, achievement, and advocacy as well as balance, have motivated her to lead authentically over her 15-plus year career as a strategic talent and organizational development executive. She's held roles in Fortune 50 companies as an HR executive and was previously the chief learning officer of YPO. She's now a member of the Dallas Business Journal's 40 Under 40 Executive Alumni and the Volunteer Now Young Leaders Council alumni. Laura has co-authored book chapters and has been a conference speaker on topics including generations in the workforce, 
talent selection, employee development, assessment, and technology systems in HR. And she's also the podcast host of You Belong in the Seed Suite podcast. Welcome, Laura. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for having me. And I'm just so excited to be here with your audience on this podcast and just talk about this really important thing about boundaries. Thank you. Thank you. We are so happy to welcome you, Laura, to the Leadership Global Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, to begin with, tell us a little bit about your journey. What's led you to have such passion around helping others set healthy boundaries? Yeah, and thank you for that question. And my my passion around setting boundaries really starts with my journey. You know, I um, you know, while I was building my career as an HR executive in a Fortune 50 company, you know, I didn't think about boundaries a lot. You know, um, and I didn't think about it until um, our family grew. So we had my first child. We, um, I had a big commute. I was commuting about an hour each way. And yeah, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't great. I would get home and I would have limited time to spend with this really beautiful kiddo that I just had. And, and I thought this is not, this is not working. So, you know, in the corporate culture where I was, it was very heavy on FaceTime. So being in the office was a big deal. Um, you know, you wanted to get visibility with executives and then one day I was able to leave early. I left, um, Linda, can you believe this? I left at 4.30. I left at 4.30 <laughs> and um, to beat traffic. And my commute time was cut in half because basically I was leaving um, at, an, at not a great time and I would just spend my time in the car. And when I got home that day, I was able to spend so much more time with the family and I was so much happier. And the next day at work, I felt like I was happier. And I was like, hey, wait a minute, there's something to this. And so, um, you know, I would try and figure out, can I really do this in my schedule? But the thing was, you know, FaceTime was important. So I felt like I was almost kind of sneaking out. I was like, I was doing something wrong and I would... I would on purpose like go a certain way to avoid the hallway with all the C-suite executives because I didn't want anybody to see me leave. And, you know, I didn't want them to think like, oh, she's skipping out or she's leaving early, um, that I wasn't committed or that I didn't care about my job or the company, which was absolutely incorrect. I loved the company. I loved my job. I wanted to advance my career. And um, I finally got the courage to talk to my manager about it. And guess what? He was amazingly supportive. So I, I put, uh, and I figured out a system with him so that I could, you know, check in on work and emails later at night. And I purposely stopped scheduling meetings myself after 4 p.m. I didn't always get to do it, but those little things started adding up and I could tell that you know, this boundary was something that was really important to me. So I was, you know, I was getting my job done, but the key for myself was I had to give myself permission to set the boundary. And that is where it all changed for me. I didn't think it was possible, um, but I hadn't told anybody my needs. My needs had changed and I hadn't expressed that, but they were very accommodating. And that's what I find more, more often than not, if you're a proven leader, your workplace is probably more flexible than you think. So that continued my passion around boundaries. And every job that I went into after that, I set up a structure 
um, to put boundaries around what was important to me. Even when I was in the C-suite, I was able to, you know, communicate what I needed. And what I do is I put my boundaries along the lines of my values. That's what's important to me. That's what's going to motivate me to keep my boundaries. So that's what I do. And, and um, as I think back, that first boundary that I ever set, um, it aligns with my boundary of fa- my value of family. Um, and so that's really where the passion came from. And I see this, um, it's not just a journey um, that I've had as I see other women in the workplace, executives that I coach, it is a very common thing. Women not giving themselves permission to keep the boundaries that they need to thrive. I love that example that you gave uh, around a boundary around time. And as you said, that that example of a boundary around time aligns with your value of family, which I think is so smart. But as women, most of us have a difficult time setting healthy boundaries consistently. At times, it may be difficult to identify even when our boundaries are being crossed. And as I noted, we may actually fear the repercussions, the consequences our relationships if we set boundaries and we're consistent. So what are some of the red flags that we can identify in our own lives when boundaries are being crossed? How do we know and how can we quickly identify that a boundary has been crossed and we need to reassert ourselves? I love this question and it's a really important one. I would say the first red flag is that your warning, your internal warning lights are going off. You know, some call it intuition, that feeling in your gut, you know, something's wrong. And that something is that you have a reaction to emotionally. You may not be able to stop thinking about it. You might be angry or feel upset. Um, I love the author, Susan David. She has a book called Emotional Agility. And she talks about how, you know, the times that you get angry or upset, that's your body signaling um, that it's important to you, right? And so that could be a key that that is really uh, a core value that's like, hey, something's going wrong. So I, I, um, I really like to listen to how I'm feeling and understand, you know, if this is, you know, sometimes in this discomfort, you are finding clarity of what's important to you. So you might not be upholding those boundaries, or that might be a sign that you need to put a boundary in place. So that's the first red flag. Um, another red flag I would say is, you know, if you're dreading having a tough conversation, you know, adhering to boundaries is hard. You have to talk about boundaries. You have to talk about them often. And you might have to have a, cu- a couple of tough conversations um, if, you know, those boundaries are not being met. And those conversations aren't always fun. So if you find yourself dreading having a conversation, I think that's another red flag that either a boundary has been crossed or, um, or you feel like it, it can in the future. Um, and then the last one I would say is, you know, we, um, you know, our, our boundaries or our values might change over time. And so if you think of, if, if there's something that you used to be really excited about, a commitment that you used to have that you signed up for, but you're finding that you're really not excited about it anymore, you're dreading it. Maybe you did it to help a friend or a family member, or you used to love it. You just don't love it anymore. If you're not excited about how you're spending your time or what you're investing in or what you're prioritizing, then I think you, you might need to put in a boundary there or just not do that thing anymore. 
Yeah, I love that. And um, I think it's important to also recognize that you need to be clear about what your value system is. You need to be clear around what it is that helps define those guardrails in your life based on values, and then recognize the boundaries that you need to set based on those values. So it all starts with knowing yourself and knowing your values. And I know that emotional boundaries can fall into really four different categories, and you've named a couple of them already, emotional, energy, values, and time, time being a really critical boundary. So with those four boundaries of time, emotion, energy, and value, Laura, what are some of the boundary traps in work or in personal relationships that people most often experience in those categories? Yeah, I, this is a really important one too. This, I'll, let's start with time, if that's okay. Um, a trap that I see very often is how we think about our time, kind of this mindset of time. There, um, you know, there we think about it, or traditionally, you think about time as company time or personal time, right? And I think that's a huge trap. It is. I was coaching um, a woman uh, executive. Um, in the past, and we are working through some of these limiting beliefs on time. Like, is there a specific time that she should be on the clock for work versus not? You know, she hadn't had a consistent workout routine, um, but didn't want to take more time off during the day because it was that work time, right? Um, and, you know, she was a proven performer. And, you know, it, especially now is the lines are blurred. It's integrated, right? Our lives are all, everything's all encompassing. We're always on. I mean, I had a similar experience myself when I was working in a global role as an executive, you know, in those roles, you know, you have calls early in the morning or late at night or sometimes both. And I had to be very intentional with scheduling my time. So instead of, you know, thinking about it as company time versus my time, my personal time or family time, I said, you know, how are we setting the pace in, in this, um, in the schedule that I'm keeping? So the days that I had really early meetings, guess what? I carved out, you know, different times and tried to not overload my schedule. Um, or if I had a late night call, I wasn't going to have an early morning meeting. So those kinds of things, if you think about, um, time, not as company versus personal and more integrated. And, um, as long as you have the boundary in place, to hold your time and to keep the right pace for yourself. Um, I think that's, um, that's something that you can use boundaries to do to get over that hurdle of um, company versus personal time. Um, another boundary trap um, that I would say saps our energy um, is, and this idea of emotion that you mentioned is ruminating. So some people ruminate, I'm a ruminator. Um, and that's when you think about something over and over again, like, so a meeting that didn't go well, or a conversation that you wished you'd had differently. Oh, I wish I would have said this, or, oh, I wish I would have said that, or, you know, just you know, thinking about something and just going over, a re it's like on instant replay over and over in your mind. And that's sapping your energy and um, you're creating negativity, right? By just replaying it over again. And, um, you know, I, for myself, I had to figure out how can I stop that ruminating? So I put in a mental boundary that I created called the high, low exercise. 
and it's really easy. And it's, it's a, essentially, it's an after action review, you know, action after reviews that you're supposed to have after a project ends and you're supposed to learn from it and figure out what you'll do differently moving forward. Um, and so I, uh, after, after a situation, if I find myself ruminating on something and I know that I do, so I'm, I'm quicker now to realize it. Um, I do a quick high-low exercise. So I ask myself two questions. So one, what was the high moment of that situation? What was the best part of it? And then what was the low moment? And that's the thing I'm usually ruminating, ruminating about, right? Um, and, and what do I want to do differently going forward? And then I, that gives me an action to get me out of that rumination loop. And so that mental boundary that I put in place helps me stop that negativity so I can move on and, you know, save some of that energy for, you know, strategic thinking and being creative and innovative. I love that. That's, that's really smart. And it shows um, some of the boundary traps connected to time, energy, values, and emotions. So thank you, Laura. You know, I know that boundaries ensure that everyone feels respected at work, right? Businesses can increase productivity and meet customer demand more effectively once they set boundaries for the workplace and they encourage staff to set individual boundaries as well. So as a leader, how can we begin the process of creating and modeling healthy boundaries? And how can we open up that conversation to the people on our teams so that they recognize that that the workplace respects boundaries and that we recognize and understand that by ensuring that we're respecting healthy boundaries, that we expect that it will be a more productive workplace. We'll be able to meet customer demands and stakeholder expectations much more easily. Yeah, I um, I love this question so much because it. What I would say is it starts with you, you know. First, and you mentioned it earlier, you know, go back to yourself, assess your own core values. What matters most to you? Next, you know, what does success look like to meet those boundaries, and how is that going to show up? And after you define that, that's really the boundary how it's going to show up. And then guess what? You have to live them and you have to live them consistently. And this is where you start bringing people in on it. You have to tell them about the boundary. And then your team, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Your team's going to start seeing you do it. <laughs> and they're going to say, you know, hey, something's different here. And then you're going to, you, you need to just openly talk about it. Um, and, you know, use every avenue that you can and one-on-one -on -one conversations with your team, talk about it with your senior team, talk about it with your direct reports, talk about it with your extended team. Not, not only will this, you know, show that this is something that you're doing, it'll also help you hold yourself accountable. And then when they see it, they're going to think, wow, maybe, you know, maybe that's something that I can do for myself. You know, when the pandemic first started, our family, um, we have uh, two boys in elementary school. And so we had to, as a family, my husband and I had to figure out, okay, how are we going to meet the demands of having our kids home? And we had to change our schedule. And so I told the organization, you know, I would need to work less during the day. Yeah, I I'm not going to be working as much during, you know, core business hours. And um, they supported me in that. And we figured it out. Um, but I, I kept a very transparent line of communication to my peers, to my team. 
And I cannot tell you how much positive feedback that I received from other working parents, you know, first, because I was talking about it openly and it was a struggle. It wasn't, um, you know, unicorns and rainbows, <laughs> but, um, they, they saw, you know, if, if she can do it and she's in leadership, then maybe I can too. And then, and then they started doing that for themselves. So I would say first, um, you know, start with yourself, but be very transparent about the journey that you're on. Yeah. I think having open communication and being really transparent is absolutely the key. Now, Laura, let me ask, what happens if you are reporting to someone who doesn't share the same values that you do and there's a conflict, meaning you need more empathy and flexibility in the workplace and they feel incredibly driven to set um, really ambitious goals and work longer hours and perhaps over weekends and that type of thing. How do you resolve that conflict of, you know, you're reporting to someone who doesn't share your values, who doesn't respect your boundaries, and there has to be some sort of compromise or some sort of discussion or dialogue around that? I think that's a great question because, you know, this is where the conflict comes. And this is where, like we said before, if you have to have a tough conversation, especially if if there's a power dynamic, right? Um, So that happens often um, that one person has an expectation and the other one can't potentially can't do it. The first thing I would say is um, hopefully you're a proven leader, right? That's the first gate to the for the ticket to entry is, you know, you know, I have proven results and this is, you know, I have a credit, the credibility of, you know, delivering for the business first and foremost um, is, is what I would say. Um, the second thing I would I would lean back into is what what are the the outcomes? You probably even if you don't agree on how you get there um, and some of those boundaries, you probably have similar outcomes of this manager or this boss, right? And so I would I would have a direct conversation, and hopefully this isn't the first time that you're talking about it. Um, and that you continue to have this open dialogue often. Um, and you can say, hey, this is what I need. And this is where my needs are not being met. Um, and have an open dialogue and talk about how you can come to some kind of compromise. Now, I, I will say that, you know, I had this flexible schedule, right, when the pandemic hit. But there were meetings that, of course, I couldn't miss or I was leading during the time that my kids were in virtual school. Right. And so I put different plans in place. And so boundaries are not hard and fast. Um, I would say that, you know, you have to obviously have some flexibility, but you can also plan for things, too. So um, so. I would say start with this open dialogue um, and also continue to share your needs. Um, And at the end of the day, you know, sometimes the biggest boundaries we have to figure out is if that, if that continues, if that relationship that you described keeps happening, the biggest boundary you might have to make is, is this the place for me? And it's that, it's that living your everyday values that makes it, 
easier to identify when, you know, there's something that's amiss if you're not in a culture that you are thriving in and because that's where you should be, you should be thriving. And if you're not, you might have to, you know, make that decision to make a bigger boundary, to leave an organization, to move on to somewhere else that does align with your values. And in that case, I don't think you're running away from something. I think you're running towards your values and the life that you want to live. Yeah, that's beautiful. Running towards something that you envision for yourself rather than running away from something that you're trying to escape. That's a beautiful way of framing that. And I agree that, you know, this is all a matter of conversation, negotiation, and being able to collaborate with your coworkers and the people that are, um, are relying on you to deliver your talent, your skill, your expertise to the organization. So Laura, how can everyone listening in today make a commitment to put their own identity, their needs, their feelings, their goals first and create a healthy boundary in the workplace, knowing that, as you said, boundaries are flexible. They need to be, um, they need to be ever evolving and changing and they need to be responsive to what's happening in the workplace as well. I love an, an, a takeaway and I love an action plan. So I love this question. <laughs> so first I would say, identify your values. You, you might think you know what they are, but have you revisited them recently? Um, so I would say, identify your core values. Can you articulate those to someone? Um, and then figure out what success looks like for, for those values and build a boundary around it. And I would say, try one. Um, one thing that you that is the most important to you right now that you need to prioritize, whether that's self-care, whether that's um, finding time for you know more strategic work versus always being um, in firefighting mode and being reactive. And then I think you should tell somebody about it. Tell your direct reports, tell your peers, and then most importantly, celebrate it when you do it consistently. I love that last point to recognize the growth and development that you're seeing in yourself and your team as you set healthy boundaries, you respect them, and you consistently adhere to them. I think that is just wonderful to also see the positive impact that you're creating in your own life, as well as the lives of the people that rely on you and rely on your leadership. So, speaking of leadership, Laura, tell us, what is the best leadership advice that you have ever received that you'd like to share with our audience today? Sure. Well, I am a big listener of podcasts, and I had a big aha moment listening to a podcast, um, Amy Porterfield's podcast, on a plane several years ago. And it was one of those things um, that just kind of hit me and changed my mindset. And she said, if you're uncomfortable, then you're probably learning. If you are uncomfortable, you are probably learning. And at the time, I was out of my comfort zone in a new role. And that simple mindset shift from I'm uncomfortable to I'm learning was just a huge one for me. And, and so now I actually, you know, I seek out being uncomfortable. You know, if I'm too comfortable, I'm, I'm thinking, well, hey, I may not be learning. And if I'm not learning, then I'm not living my values of growth and development. Oh, that's so brilliant. What a wonderful way of reframing the idea of being uncomfortable. Because as human beings, 
we often avoid situations and even relationships that make us feel uncomfortable. But by reframing that to say, wow, I'm being exposed to something new, different. It gives me a chance to grow and to learn. That allows us to actually seek out those opportunities for growth and development. That's beautiful. So Laura, first, let me just thank you. Today's conversation, I think, was so important. Setting good personal boundaries is absolutely critical to creating healthy relationships, increasing self-esteem, reducing stress, anxiety, depression, and strong boundaries can actually protect your self-esteem and your identity as an individual with the right to make your own choices. So I want to thank you for helping us learn how to set strong, healthy boundaries and how to make choices that respect our values. I think this was a terrific conversation, really dynamic. And again, for all of the listeners out there that want to know more about Laura Eigel, please look her up on LinkedIn. She is the founder of The Catch Group. And today's conversation, The Secrets of Setting Boundaries in the Workplace, is just one of the many areas of expertise that Laura offers. Laura, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power, and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.